Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. So we've never actually talked about this. I think because we probably just randomly didn't work together during this period. But uh, we're a couple of week, couple of weeks away from the Olympics starting. Are you an Olympics guy? Good question. I, I'm a basketball Olympics guy for court, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't even know if that really qualifies as Olympics. I don't. Uh, think it yeah, no, that's like that's unfair. That's like yeah. So you take away basketball. I'm not like I am watching the hundred meter, you know, some of the two hundred stuff. Uh, definitely watching that. Some of the track and field things. N- none of the. Uh, long jump stuff or the, you know, pole voting or anything like that. I, I'm looking at the speed stuff. And then every now and again, there's gymnastics that's interesting, you know? And I think that really comes from like when they're the, the people are their stars mm-hmm. this year. You know, like I watched Michael Phillips cause he was, there was a star, sure. you know? And then, uh, 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 what was his name? Ryan, uh, he Locky. was just lucky, yeah, because because he was just you know the, between the two of them, it was like Jordan and Pippen, and uh, or shall I say Jordan and Robin actually is yeah, Ryan that Locky. much more yeah. Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was Jordan and Robin, you know. So when there's stars, I watch, but like if there's no stars, you know, there's always some good American track and field guys, and and especially girls. The girls are like beasts that I that I watch for. Well, Shakari Richardson's amazing, right? Yes, now, so. I was about to say, yeah, exactly. So, run. yeah, exactly. So, so I'll, I'll watch for that. You know, uh, gymnastics is. Um, oh man, why can't I remember her name right Simone. now? Simone. Simone, yeah. You know, Simone Biles. She's she's incredible. Probably so, the greatest individual athlete of all time. Uh, could you can make that argument totally, yeah. totally? And that and that's the thing for me. I remember I had someone ask me like, "Yo, do you watch hockey?" And I was like, "Well, you know, um, I don't necessarily." watch hockey but i love greatness i'll put on a game seven yeah i love greatness and um oh man now i'm gonna sound terrible because why did he just slip my mind penguins damn it what is his name oh i don't even know i i know who you're talking about oh man i don't know no dude i don't know his name i watched hockey i guarantee oh man (laughs) it's killing me but i know the guy you're talking about Uh, and it's and it's only because it's only because uh he was the, the penguins haven't been he hasn't been that 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 great, you know. But Ovechkin, I watched Ovechkin when he came up, and it was all a hype, you know. As a kid, I was a, a Eric Lindros guy, only because of NHL '94, '95. You know, it, yeah, like he was a beast on those games, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, so for me, I'm all about greatness. So if you're if you're a great if you're a great player or you know you're great at what you do. I'm I'm all in, man, and 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 so yeah. So the answer, Crosby, goodness, just came. Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, goodness, couldn't get it out. I would, I don't know why I was stuck, but yes, you know, I enjoyed watching Sidney Crosby. You know, you just like watching. I remember as a kid, Wayne Gretzky. You know, I used to love playing with the Kings when NHL. You know what I mean? Like all of that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so as a kid of of '90s video games, you know, I love all sports literally because I played every game and I always loved playing with the dominant players. So, you know, I couldn't get Jordan in live, but I could get Gretzky 
in <laughs> NHL 95, I could get Gretzky. You know what I mean? So yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm all in on the Olympics. I love the Olympics. It's like one of my favorite things. Mm. I'll watch. I'll 100% watch the like the 1500 meter run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I love all of it. 1500 uh, meter. Wow. Yeah, I'll watch. Dude, I'll sit there for. I'll pay. I'll watch five k. I'll sit there for the whole fifteen minutes, um, and now, like be excited the whole time. Are you a fan of the Olympics because of like, you know, like pr- like country pride? Um, like what, like what draws you in? So I, I actually like. I, I like the sport aspect of it right like there's i mean there's a bunch of stuff that i don't know anything about but like i like watching you know people like i like watching steeplechase in track and field you know what i mean and people are like steeplechase and i'm like yeah steeplechase that's (laughs) great it's crazy and and i just get into like all the weird sports the like the archery stuff like i get into all that stuff um because it's dude it's so fun and i can't i can't describe to you how much fun the olympics is if and if if you haven't done it for a year, like when it comes around, watch all the weird stuff. <laughs> like go all in on the strange, different sporting events and watch some people like biathlon in the Winter Olympics where they ski and then they shoot. Oh, wait a minute. You watch the Winter Olympics too? Oh, yo, I'm all <laughs> in on the Olympics. Yo, biathlon is the best. These people, they ski 15K. And they have to stop in the middle to like shoot a target with a gun. It is amazing. All right, it here is you go. fantastic. You have to get you have to get into it. Try it out this year. It's so much fun. Here, so so basically, you're you're about to have a ball come come. What is it? End of uh, August? Dude, I'm watching to, trials right now. Yeah, yeah, you're about to have a ball. Okay, so so now I got a follow up. Mm. Your most memorable Olympic moment. Oh, uh, got it. hundred percent. So it's it's uh, Winter Olympics. Two Winter Olympics ago. Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics. <laughs> we're watching the 15k uh, cross country skiing, and this dude falls in the very Magnificat is his last name. French dude, Swiss dude, Swiss or French? I don't remember. <laughs> He falls in the very beginning. He's like, you know, one of the favorites, right? And he is in dead last. Dead last. Mm. He came around to win a gold medal. So wow. you said you you watched this whole 15K. Dude, it was like a 40, 40 minute race. We're sitting there watching, just you know, watching TV, having dinner, t- talking, watching mm. the race, and like enjoying it, blah, 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 blah. 15K. That's man came from from last and one. And like, that's the reason that you watch the Olympics. Cause you know, some, some years you get to see Katie Ledecky, right. Or uh, Simone Biles. You get to see greatness be great. Katie Ledecky. That's the swimmer, right? Oh God. She yeah. She was like, what? what, like 17 or something like that. She was, she, when she first just came into the Olympics yeah. and just destroyed yeah. everyone now, but now she's like, I think she's like 28 now or 26. Okay. Cause I remember watching her. That was like mid Phelps run. And what was it like the backstroke or something? She she no, was like free, freestyle, freestyle. Okay, she was like she just destroyed everybody yeah, by yeah, half a pool. Yeah, like yeah, seventeen or something. Yeah, yep. yeah, I remember her. She was like seventeen and just like was she, incredible. She's unbelievable. Yeah. So um, I 
got one for you. So my memorable moment, it it goes back to my childhood. And it was the earliest memory of the Olympics. This is like when I, the the first memory of the Olympics. I don't remember any of the games or anything. Mm -hmm. But all I remember is 92, Jordan, and and standing at the top receiving his gold medal on, what are they called? I can't remember it. They're not pedestals, are they? Are they called pedestals? I don't know. No, they got like, yeah, I think they got like, yeah, right okay. Yeah. So I, I remember watching Jordan and that 92 team and they're, and they're, and they got those white suits on and they're getting gold medaled up and they're carrying the roses. Some people have the flag wrapped around them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember just as a kid being like, wow. And so that's my earliest memory. Then came 2004. And I remember that team winning a silver medal. And I just remember being like, what the hell is going on with NBA basketball? Like, this is, this is, this is embarrassing. 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 And and those two moments to me were probably the most, you know, like my earliest memory. And then the most memorable one is watching Iverson and those guys like not proudly receiving silver medals and being like super embarrassed. You know, and they basically barely almost was able to come back in the country, yeah. like barely, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't I can't recommend it enough, dude. Watch all the weird stuff in the Olympics. It's all so right. great. Okay. It's so great. And like, I mean, watch basketball because it's basketball. Um, but really don't watch basketball. It's not all worth right. it. I'm on it. I'm on it. But the weird stuff in the Olympics, man, watching archery and stuff, you, you, it's a it's kind of like watching golf in a way. Right. Like, yeah. like where you're. There's like these moments where like kind of there's nothing interesting going on, and then there's this amazing thing. It's it's kind of like that. Um, All right, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some weird uh, uh, Olympics watching this 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 uh, summer here. So far. well, I mean, I track and field and swimming are obviously great, right? Like, yeah, you're, yeah. I, I love watching two people race on just yeah. about anything. It, it doesn't matter what they're racing about. Yeah, and, but, and if there was a runner up, Michael Johnson in the hundred oh, yeah. yard meter. When he sets the record, I think it was Yo, the first time around. This that kid, I can't incredible. remember what his name is. This kid, he's 17. I can't remember what his name is. He can fly. You'll see him in the okay. 100 and the 200 right. this year. Okay. He can fly. He's 17. Okay. And he, dude, Woo. can go. He, he broke Usain Bolt's uh, under 18 record wow. uh, in the 200. Is he an American he, kid? or American kid. He can oh, yeah? fly. Oh, I he can't wait. Can He's got swag. He's got it all. If if there's a hope for American running, he's got like because you know a, a sprinter needs that. Oh yeah, you got yeah. yeah. You need to have this like uh, show up for the big moment sort of mentality. Oh, yeah. He's got all that. It's like a say. shooter in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta have some or swag. or a boxer. You just have to yeah. have like that. Like yeah. I can't be beat kind of attitude. So for sure, yeah. Can't wait it, then. All right, I'm up on it. Yeah, I'm up on it. So. uh but we went through uh, part four. Guess, yeah, part four. I guess that starts with like chapter 13 or chapter 12. Something like that. Yeah, we can get you the exact part four. Yeah, chapter 12 through 16 is what we got. So we had uh, the disappearing act, beyond repair, many retirements. I know you enjoyed that one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> filling the void into the top 13 new rich mistakes. You know, where to, where to section. So, so I got to say, this is easily my favorite part of this book. Okay. Um, I'm so not far. Surprised. 
Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and the thing that I liked about it is that, you know, he, he, he got a little bit away from all like the, I think you, you called it like the capitalism talk last week. Yes. Right. Like, yes. Um, he, he got a little bit away from all that sort of like hype around, you know, okay, do this, do this. And a lot of the stuff that he was talking about last week, I guess, like with the virtual assistants and stuff was to practice and to learn that, that process of like trying out a new thing or approaching life in a different way. But it came across as like, you know, find somebody cheap to call about your laundry or whatever. And like, (laughs) it just wasn't appealing. Mm -hmm. Whereas this chapter I got a lot out of Sarah and I are talking about going to Puerto Rico for the month of December. Um, you know, obviously I can do the remote work, uh, virtual work thing and you can't right? your work requires you to be in person for sure. Um, so a lot of that stuff appeals to me in that sense. Um, but also like, I think the principles behind it about the, the thinking about like, how are you making sure that your life is full and interesting? Um, and are you maximizing that time so that when you look back on your week, you go like, man, my life, my, my week was good. And I think that that's actually why I don't really watch basketball in the Olympics, weirdly enough, right? Like, because it's not interesting. You're watching, it's basically a foregone conclusion, you know, with the exception of maybe like two teams in. Yeah, like it's pretty much, you know, what's going to happen. Whereas when you watch a sport you don't know anything about, you have to kind of like learn about it, figure it out and figure it out and, and watch the conclusion all at once. You know, um, and that's more fun and interesting and novel. And I think a lot of what he's talking about with traveling and like trying these new experiences and having the craziness to say, like, I'm going to travel for four weeks. I'm going to go to this place for a month um, is just like at a different approach at life that makes things so new and exciting that you're willing to sort of uh, you're willing to try it and you have these new experiences. And so your life is new. And that, that, so that's kind of what I took away from, from the book um, or this chapters. Yeah. I, um, so a lot, a lot of the same first off, but what I, what I did also, like, I like one that there were steps in place, you know, like I like how he went through the whole, um, you know, trying to get, you know, to work from home and to be able to, you know, not have to be in an office and have more of your free time and kind of, you know, be able to do the guy, I think was selling uh what t-shirts for mm-hmm. like um, on the road for like different festivals and stuff like that. And in order to be able to be at those festivals, he needed to basically convince his job that he could be more productive uh, from home than he would be at work, which then, you know, allows the freedom to be able to, do his work when time allows, but prioritize being at all those different festivals to sell the t-shirts, which was his kind of, you know, his end game is what it kind of seemed like, but he was also still trying to, you know, keep his career going as well. Sure. Um, you know, so I, I did like those steps, you know, kind of like start off with two week trial. You, you, you have to up your game when you're at home and make sure that you're outperforming whatever work you're doing when you're in office. So there was a lot of like technical stuff that I thought was, was spot on. And I also think that like, if you have a type of job that allows for this now, keep in mind the book was made in the early two thousands. 
you know, prior to pandemic and Zoom and all of that craziness. Mm-hmm. Now, and it just seems like, wow, like, I don't know, if jobs might be like, why do you want to come in the office? You might have to convince people for, for, for a two week plan to get back into the office. You know what I mean? So, um, I did like that though. I did, did like that. And for me, the way that I kind of translated that is like that I, you know, what I, a business looks like for me since we went out, you know, started this podcast is that I wanted to start a business that basically was like his version of working from home is a business that kind of moves and, and, and operates on its own. And I'm just there to kind of guide it through and, and keep the vision on the right path. So I, I made a kind of in my mind, as I was listening to the chapter, I was kind of, kind of just flipping the order of the two, you know, my, my job became the ver you know, that t-shirt company is what I do for my career and my business is that at home thing that I can kind of do around the job. So it, so it made total sense once I kind of translated those two things into my world, you know what I mean? So, but all in all, this chapter to me was definitely, you know, a chapter that just made more sense in, in terms of, you know, just, I think he said in one part, I'm trying to remember how he worded it, but he was talking about like, you know, if he needed to quit and, and the importance of like being basically being ready to, to be, you know, to resign in order to have, you know, to be able to start building that lifestyle that you want, you know what I mean? Sometimes it takes going there, you know, to build that lifestyle that you want. So, you know, I I forget how he worded it, but uh, the gist of it was that like, you know, the, the, the guy, he was ready to quit, you know, and he had it lined up and it was, you know, like no disrespect, but I might need to, you know, move on to different things here and, and how important that is to getting to living the lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah. Well, I think there's like, there's, there's sort of this unwritten thing that he, it seems like he's not talking about, um, that I think that both you and I are doing pretty well right now. Um, and I'm sure that's an ebb and flow thing. Like, the, you know, check in five years from now and see if I'm still doing it, you know, like, but like, uh, it, there's this, are you designing your lifestyle? Are you being deliberate about your lifestyle first, right? That that needs to happen. And I think that that's something that both you and I have sort of gotten to um, independently, probably prior to the show, but where we were building our life. Um, you know, I, I know that you talk about a couple of missing years in your life where you were like, all I did was basically watch sports and go to work and watch sports and go to work and be, mm-hmm, be, a, mm-hmm. be a parent. Right. And like, you weren't being deliberate. Whereas right now you're being super deliberate. Yes. And I bet you, when you look back on a month, you go, man, that was, I did a lot this month. Like it was, I did this. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm doing the same thing. Like I go back at the end of the month and I'm like, man, I got a lot. I did a whole lot of stuff. Like maybe I didn't get anything done, but I did a whole lot of stuff and I tried a whole lot of new things. Like it was very full. And I feel like this chapter or this chunk of the book part, he obviously loves to travel, right? Like that's obviously yes. what he's super into. And I think the missing sort of like understated thing about it is that he loves to travel. That's what gets him to feel like he had a lot done this month. Is uh, Did I travel? Did I have an adventure? Did I experience a new thing? Did I interact with a new culture? And so he did that. And so it was amazing for him. And I think that that's kind of what we 
need to keep in the forefront of our minds that it's not just about having a business and it is about having a business and like, and, and building and like thinking through the strategies for like, how did you grow this week? How did you capture this? Or like, and we should probably do those things and make sure that we keep that in mind. But also like, was the life that you're living worth living this month, <laughs> you know, um, and, and putting those two things together and having them exist in concert, I think is, uh, is key. Yeah. I think, you're spot on. I think it's, you know, uh, 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 Jay-Z reference comes up a lot on this show, but, um, you know, can I live, you know, can I live? And I think that is, you know, in essence, just what the book is about. Can I live living for each one of us is different. You know what I mean? I, I, I think he's living when he travels, you know, when he's traveling, and seeing the world, that's him living. But for me, it's not necessarily my form of living. I had a conversation and, you know, even just a, I'd say a thought with myself is that I feel more whole when I'm around people and, and, and interacting and, and experiencing people that I love in my life. Like I, like that, that's when I feel more whole. I would much rather than go to, you know, Jamaica or to Hawaii. And and I mean this. I would much rather go somewhere locally with family and friends and around the people that I love, around people with you with the right attitude and in the right environment versus just going to see Hawaii. Well, and I think that, that if you look at the business that you started, that aligns with that goal. Yes. Right. Like the business that you started is with family, right? <laughs> like yes. with family. Yes. Um, and the people that you that you love spending time around. And the business design that you started is, you know, the goal is sure it's to make money, but the the primary goal of the business is to do good. Yes. Right? It's, it's mm-hmm. to be it pro it that's it, it needs to pay for itself. But first, mm-hmm. it's got to pay for itself, and then the goal is do good, and then finally, the last goal is make money. Yeah, right? and, so. and and even you know, yes, you nailed it. And I think even just as important is make money with the people that I love being around. You know, essentially build a build a community. You know, of of these people that you know, business community, so so we can make money together. And guess what? Let's all go get a villa in Hawaii together. And that's right. the trip that I want to take. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. And, and that's for me, that's my version of can I live, you know, where I think for uh four hour work week, like he, his living is seeing the world. You know what I mean? Like seeing the world. And I, and I think that's the importance of, this book, what, what I would like for people to take away, like, you know, there are some things that you can put into action and some, some things that he teaches you, um, in terms of how to figure out how to get your boss to let you work from home. You know what I mean? Like those type of things, but, uh, how to cut down on, um, you know, the amount of time that you spend doing things that aren't adding value to your life, right? Like he teaches, he gives some some coaching on those type of things. But most importantly, what I would like for people to walk away from with this book is just live, man, you know, live, 
do those things that make you happy. And, uh, and like you said earlier, align, align your life in a way with purpose so that you can do more of the things that make you happy, you know? Yeah. And I think like, you know, the, 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 the business design that goes in concert with the lifestyle design, I think, especially for you and I, like for what we're trying to do, right? Like we're both trying to start small businesses that may be, may become larger, but when they're small, we're both working full time. And as somebody who's working full time, I can't do a whole lot of like mind numbing stuff, right? Like I need to, I, like, I can't spend 12 hours doing the tasks. I need to have those tasks happen quickly because I don't have the 12 hours. I have to work. I have to like live all that stuff. And so I think that his approach and the thoughtfulness that he's saying, which is like, hey, is there a way that you can automate this thing? Is there a way that you can offload this task? Is there a way that you can take this chunk of work and separate it out? Um, I think is valuable. And I, th- I think is a really deep insight that, you know, you don't want to work on the business in the situations or in the business, rather, in the situations that you and I are in. You want to work on the business. What's mm-hmm. the idea? How can you grow it? How can you turn it into a more self-sufficient thing? As opposed to, okay, I need to pack this box right now. You know? For sure. For sure. So, yeah. Um, no, nah, that, that, that sums it up for me. Totally yeah. agree. That sums it up for me. It's good chapters. Uh, and, um, yeah, man. What what did you think about the, for someone like yourself, who's, you know, early retirement is like basically been like your goal, <laughs> like your mission, you know, to set yourself up for early retirement. What did you take away from the early retirement uh, chapter? Or the mini and, retirement uh, chapter? The mini, yeah, the mini retirement chapter. And then he, he also followed it up with, uh, let me see, it was mini retirement and then, uh, yeah, filling the void. But uh, how, how did you... You, you take what you take away from the mini retirements. Uh, so like the secret about me is that I'm already retired. Like the way that I look at my life is I consider myself retired. Um, right. Like I love my job. I, I love it. Like I go in and I solve problems all day long. Um, and I love it and it's great. And then I go hiking every weekend. Like, I don't know if you follow my wife on Instagram, but like, yeah. Every weekend we're out that like, yeah. she's, we do like crazy hiking. We moved to Colorado so that we can go hiking every weekend. And we do go hiking every single weekend. And like, it's crazy. Like we're sliding down mountains in the middle of winter on our butts and having a great time. You know, like we do the things that we want to do. Um, and I don't have kids. So that makes like all the math so much easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, like I made that choice and there's a bunch of stuff I don't have. I, my car is 15 years old, 20 years old. Like, you know, I don't have, I don't have new stuff around cars. I, you know, I know exactly how much I spend every month exactly. And it's not a lot. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, we don't spend any money. We don't go out to eat. We don't like, there's a bunch of stuff that we don't do because we don't get value out of it. Um, but what we do, we get a ton of value out of. And we do a lot, you know, every Sunday we take a 20 mile bike ride every Sunday. Like, cause my, cause I'm already retired. Like, so I think he's dead, right? Like, I think that people buy a lot of things to fill an empty void in them, you know, so that they can, I, we were, we were talking before the show about, you know, when you, when you're broke, what you can control is, you know, you get a new pair of shoes and it's like, okay, well, 
I got this thing. Like I, I can control this one part of it. Uh, but you can't control how you live or you can't control how to get places. Or you can't control if your car is going to work in the morning. Like those kinds of problems you can't control or fix when they come up, but you can't control your sneakers. Um, and, you know, I, I've managed to just cut away all the problems that, that, that aren't there. And all the things that I focus on at this point in my life are things that like provide value for me. It's pretty great. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So essentially you, you, you are not living life hood rich. You, 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 <laughs> we can say you're not living life hood rich. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I, and, and, and like, and I, and I think more people should, should do it. You know, like more, more people should focus on finding the thing. Cause most of the stuff that you find fulfilling, right. Doesn't mm. cost a lot of money. Like true. you being able to grab your, your family and go take a picnic at Rose tree park. It doesn't cost anything. True, true. You know what I mean? It doesn't cost yeah. anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, and, and I'm kind of like me. I, I don't, in, I don't think I care as much about as many material things as I did. You know, I, unfortunately I, I have been bit by the luxury car, you know, bug that that's just, that's my version of living. Unfortunately, I do like a nice luxury car. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, and I love to experience food. It doesn't have to cost a lot, but it can, you know, and I'll make it or I'll buy it. So outside of that, those are my only vice. You know, I, you know, everything else, I like, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not really like, there's no other material thing that really like clothes. I could kind of care less, you know. I get them when I need them for certain things, mm -hmm. but that's about it. I don't really, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I had kids, I wouldn't need cable or any of those things anymore. You know, my children would like die if Disney channel wasn't available, you know, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and then my wife would like, you know, uh, ETV and Bravo and all that stuff. She would yeah. go nuts, but, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm very simple now. And I get more fulfillment out of like doing things, you know, in terms of creating, not even doing things. Let me rephrase that creating things. Yeah. Know? I mean, I think that, you know, and it's, I think it's interesting that we both are start like starting businesses. I've been spending all this time trying to like figure out an idea and like push forward and on, on an idea. And like the things that we're both doing, the, the real mechanics of it are doing things and mm -hmm. experiencing things and they're mm -hmm. less about owning things or having a thing. You know? Yeah. So speaking of businesses, mm -hmm. I watched the documentary this week that, that kind of made me think of kind of us and, and our show, you and, and, and your quest to like, you know, figure out, I guess, like you just said, what, what is that thing going to be? And it's a documentary on Netflix and it's called, uh, I think it's called like pop is, or this is pop is what oh, it's this called. Is pop. I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't, I saw it advertised that. Yeah. So basically the idea, it, it, it kind of looks like it's going to be like cheesy and, 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 you know, just like about like pop music and it is, but really what it's about is, you know, the creating of, of, of things and music 
Um, it just so happens it surrounds, you know, pop music. So it talks about uh, uh, T-Pain and how T-Pain took the auto-tune and he was, he literally, his career was like ended because of what he did with to music. He was literally like the auto-tune scapegoat. Like an auto-tune had been around for at least like five to ten years prior to T Pain, and like he also all, has a he has a beautiful voice. Yes, like, and he, he actually he does. Say. Yeah, you could say, as well as pretty much everybody who was using auto tune prior to him, but they just wasn't using it in a way that T Pain was using it. T Pain, based off of a guy who uh, uh, did shares, believe, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, oh, yeah, because she yeah, used it. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm hearing a song in my head. I can't. I can't think yeah, of. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in there, in the hook, she uses. She she was using auto auto tune for years. Yeah, and but she uses it in the hook in a very unique and sticks, way. Sticks out right. It sounds like T Pain basically. So what the story about this documentary is is her producer figured out that if he turned this one dial. A certain way on the auto tune, it makes your voice change and kind of sound like alien, you know. And I think that her album was like alien or something. I forget what it was. It was it was something where he wanted this sound, you know. It was like he was like with Cher's voice, and he was just playing one day, and he heard the sound, and he was like, "Wait, what is that?" So he goes, he t- he takes the whole song, and he and he just basically changes that tune at that one part when the hook like builds 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 he was already using auto tune it was literally all over her albums sure you know, it's all over it's all, all over everybody, everybody's album everybody's album and and really all it is is just so you don't have like share could hit every note and be in tune in every note clean it up might as well clean it up exactly but it might take her 30 takes auto tune meant that share now can go in and in one take, she can knock this song out and move on to the next one. That was the purpose of it. It wasn't just to go take bad singers and make them sound good. You know, it ended up going that way, but it wasn't the intention of it. But the whole point of the story, well, let me just, the story ended up, he ends up doing that. T-Pain goes on like this quest because he hears the song, the share song, and he's like, wait a minute, he's, what is that? He's like, I want to play yeah. that. He was like, I want that. He was like, because he, he was already a singer. But he just felt like he didn't sound unique enough. He was just like everybody else. So he went searching high and low. He said it was in a commercial on the radio that he remember they used to do like the the uh, cassettes where you 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 like buy this one eight hundred number. You buy like oh a, yeah you nineties like mixes of the 90s. yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what it was in. It was on the radio in the cheer song. So this is on a hip hop station. And, a, and the share song is on a commercial where he hears uh, J-Lo. It was one of J-Lo's songs. He hears a J-Lo song, like share song on his commercial. And he's like, what is that sound? So he goes and he searches high and low. He said he spent so much money trying to find this thing. And finally, one day, he's got all these plugins. These, you know, remember they used to put the plugins on DVDs and you would mm-hmm. upload it. And then, so he's hitting all the plugins. And finally, he finds a plugin marked like Tune Auto or something. And he clicks on it and he's like, oh my God, this is it. And he said, from that point on, everything changed for him. But 
the whole thing when I'm listening to it, I'm like, wow, like that's what that's what everything in life like you go back. It, it doesn't matter. You go back, whether you're talking sound, whether you're talking visual art, whether you whatever we're discussing in life, it always it, the world gets better when you get people who look for new ways to do new things Mm -hmm. like that. That's how you move forward as a society. That's how the world improves. That's how we become better people. You know, you name it, anything in this world that's good. It comes from a place with somebody just wanted to find a better way or find another way. It's, you know, anything in this world, you know, good or bad as well, but Mm -hmm. finding another way is so important in this world and it, it's it's out there man it's out there and that was literally born from a guy who was a was a what is he like a sound architect i mean a sound engineer audio engineer audio engineer that's what he is audio engineer and like some science also some some audio scientists or some like and basically he studied like where oil was by through sound and so that i, I didn't even know that was a thing and then He's over some oil tycoon's house, and his wife wants to be a singer. And he, the lady goes, "You think you can make a machine that could make me sing a perfect note?" You know. And he goes, "That's yes. how you figured it out." Yeah, he goes, "Yeah, sure." He said when she said it, he already knew how to do it. And then he goes home and he makes this machine. And from that moment on, it turned into like. Every label, every musician, every producer, everybody started buying this thing. Now it's you know used everywhere. You know what's interesting about that is that that dude sounds like I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it this week. Uh, sounds like that dude spent 15 years learning a skill, and then when the moment happened, he was totally ready. Yes, and I think a lot of that uh, kicking back to to you and me is like that's what we're doing. We're spending, it's, we're learning, we're doing the work right now. And then when the moment comes, we'll be able to hopefully, you know, identify the moment. That's skill one. And then two is execute against it because we've done the da- the groundwork in advance. Bruh, that was everything that I was thinking. There was like <laughs> two sides of this story because they're telling this story. And yeah, the cover is T-Pain and it looks sure. like a T-Pain thing. But ultimately, it's a story about two people just really being you know ready to just create and move something forward based off of a set of skills that they already had you know what i mean that they They built built. yeah and and that's all he did in it and and like it was kind of reminding me of oh man why can't i remember the book the the book we read two books ago where the guys who went on uh for analytics and went to the The nba and the high hand goodness that's what it was yeah so it reminds me of the story in the high hand where, you know, then now look at the, the entire NBA uses the data and the information that they were building. Like everything, like keep building knowledge, keep doing what you're doing and just stay ready, man. Mm-hmm. Stay ready. And that's what dude did. And, and, and he ended up finding his his thing. Love it. You know, yeah. So I'll watch, I it. Had, I'll watch it this week for sure. Yeah. I had to share that moment because I'm like, I'm like, yo, that's us. That's us. I'm watching this thing like three in the morning, by the way. Yeah. There's some other Can't good sleep. ones on. Yeah, there's some <laughs> other good ones on there. there there's some other good ones. You, you, you'll enjoy it. I'll check yeah. it. I'll check it out for sure. Um, what do you got for this week for 2400 The Movement? Anything, any updates? Yeah, so I mean, we're, we, we're, uh, we're, in a, we're trying to 
uh, here we are. We're, we've gained all this knowledge and we actually are meeting today because we might have found something. We might have found something. Uh, you know, we're doing this. I'll ask you, you know, and you don't have a lot of things, you know, in terms of like, you know, you're not, you're not hosting cookouts often. Hmm. But there's this lane that we're revisiting again where we're trying to really figure out, you know, if we are chefs, if we're selling seasons, is there a way to combine the two? Is there a world where, you know, like, for instance, we talked about doing catering. And when we had the conversation of catering, we really just thought about making food. So we thought that we had to make the money off of the catering side of things. But I had this epiphany that like, what if we're, what if we're caterers, but we don't make the money off the catering? What if we make the money because we cater and the catering is an opportunity to actually have a pop-up and expand our business from the seasoning side of things? Because once people try the food with the seasoning, I'm basically catering your event with it, and it needs to be a minimum of 30 people. You buy the food, you know, so we don't spend any money on food, but we don't charge you, you know, a thousand dollars to have this event. You basically spend what you would spend on the event that you're going to have anyway, without having to pay a catering company. You just supply the cost of the food. And then maybe we ask for a donation of like 200 bucks for our organization, something, something like that. And then the way that we actually make money is we end up being able to come to your event, make all the food, but you give us the floor for, for 30 minutes to be able to explain who we are, what we are, and also be able to, to solicit our products to your guests. And the reason why I had the thought is because someone at the barbershop asked me to bring some seasonings. I go in there and I'm like, you know what? Let me take a bag full. In about five minutes, I ended up we ended up selling over a hundred dollars worth of seasoning, mm-hmm. just because the presentation. You know, I went in, I pulled it all out, and everybody's like, "Oh, what's that? What's that?" None of these people had a chance to taste it. Every time that we have a room full of ten or fifteen people, we always sell about five to six hundred dollars worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. So now, if we can get you to let us come in, you buy the food, we'll cook it because we want to be able to show our seasoning in the best light. We know how to do that best. And now you give us a chance to go to a brand new audience that we hadn't had in a safe space where they're trying the seasonings. And then at the end of it, they're like, whoa, what is this? And now we have the seasonings for sale. So essentially we might get more people willing to you know, go in on this with us or call us for this. And we might not charge you and make, you know, 800 bucks off of you for the food, but we might make a thousand dollars off of the seasons. You know what I mean? Or $500 off of the season, $600 off the season is not to mention we get a customer going forward. So I think a couple of things off top of my head. I think one thing is that I like the idea of using the, catering 
business, whatever that is. Cause it does play to the three of your strengths, right? Yes. Like, hmm. But whatever the catering business, I like the idea of being like, we're not going to be caterers. Like we do some catering because it provides a laboratory for us to experiment. In. Exactly. Um, so I, I like that uh, orientation of that part of the business. Um, I do think that you missed, right? The fact that you were in the barbershop and people were ready to buy instantly in a weird way. Right? Yes. So I think that that's where your customer is. Right? Oh, well, no, that too. No, for oh, sure. Oh, so I guess what I'm saying is, is that like the goal of 2400, the movement is to create this community sense mm-hmm. of a market. Um, and I think that what you found is that at the barbershop, there was an, there was a need for a community market, which also makes sense um, because the barbershop is a community location. Yes. Right. For sure. So how is it that you can bring the community market to the barbershop on a regular basis in a constraint, in a, in a, in a repeatable way? Yeah. Um, And so you use the lab as catering and events and whatever that is. And we're not exactly sure what that is. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we know that like the goal isn't to become caterers. Like, no, it's not, not the goal, but it's not like, no, that's that's not the goal. That's That's just basically changing your time, right? Like, why would you do that? Um, But what was interesting is that, okay, well, is there a way that you can bring the market, the 2400, the movement, the premise, the market, all that stuff to the barbershop? Yes. Um, And are there other places that are the barbershop? So that you just said it. It's not right there. You just said it. Are there other places that, and and that's the thought. Are there other places at the barbershop? Yes. If I come to your home, so what is the barbershop? They're, the barber's in there. It's basically they're inviting their friends to their home. Cut, you said cut it your hair. It's a, commu- it's a community, it's, it's community. Space. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a safe space. It's, I feel comfortable. I'm, you know, the barber is co-signing me and what I'm bringing so other people feel safe to mm-hmm. enter this. Where, so now if I, if I go to you, Devin, you know, hey, you want to have an event the the benefit of having me is you don't have to worry about cooking anything. We'll cook that. Not to mention, you know me already. You've tried my food. You know what it's about. You know the quality and the level that, you know what I mean? I, I'm going to be able to prepare, prepare this stuff for your guests. You also get to have kind of what we talked about earlier, this hood rich kind of presentation because here you are, you know, you got caterers at your cookout. Sure. You know what I mean? So that's appealing in itself. But the thing for us is that we get to create this part barbecue environment that, I mean, this uh, uh, barbershop environment inside of your home, we get to tap into your warm market. You, we, you are the barbershop now. And that, and that is, that's the thought for me is like, yeah, you use the barbershops as well. But the thing for us is I, you know, I can use my barber. My cousin can use his barber. And then I, you know, and then, my other cousin, you know, it doesn't go to the barber. So there's two barbershops that we actually have, you know, the barbershop kind of connect or the barbershop right, link. Vibe. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the thing about I could go into a random barbershop, but you, it's not warm now. It, you know, it's, it's not warm. It, it, it becomes now we got to We got to sell and we got to get this barbershop. We got to pitch them and we got to sell. Whereas guns are up and drawn a little bit and we got to get them to put the guns down 
and, and let us in. Put the give defenses us a warm. down. And Put the defenses down, let us in, get warm. Now, if I'm, if I'm holding an event that you're hosting, all the defense is down. And now we get the same chain reaction as the barbershop on 10 because now the food's there. It's in front of you. So I, I, I'm a little skeptical. I'm a little yeah, skeptical. No, that's, that's good. I, I'm, that's, I'm, not a, I'm not opposed, but it seems to me like there's uh, – it seems to me like the two things that we need to do are have more products – that exist in warm markets, right? Like the whole idea has always to have the community market, right? The yes. whole idea is that the, the, the North star has always been the community market, but you don't have the community products yet. No. And that, and that, and that is, the, that is going to be a step that we got to get into for sure. I feel like, I feel like before pivoting into like, well, what if we try this way? Like, I feel like you kind of figured out that there is a way, right? Like, all right, well, we have this. And so like the next step is like, okay, let's add in a couple community products. Like I would say adding two community products, whatever those are, yeah. we yeah. have more value now than, and continue doing what you're doing. You're, you just keep doing what you're doing right now because that works. Yeah. Quotes works, right? I mean, you're selling your time. It's not exactly what you were going for, but like everything, the money's working. You guys are learning a lot. You're having fun. You're figuring it out bring in the two products and see what that looks like. Cause we don't know, like that's yeah. the, un, that's the unknown piece. Whereas you're trying to like sort of double down on this thing that is kind that's of fair. maybe where you want to be. So that, that's kind of where that, that's what I'm wondering about. And, and I don't know yeah. if it's right, but that's what I'm wondering about. Yeah, no, nah, that's a fair. And I think, you know, there's, so here in, in your, in, so you, the thing that you're saying is, important in terms of when does the build the community market button get pushed because we have not pushed that button at all right you know we, we we are still focusing on figuring out us and we haven't actually involved and pushed the community market yeah. part of that button at all that, that button hasn't been pushed and that and that's 100 percent true and then and that, that button's probably going to take a bunch of experimentation, right? Oh, the that first thing you're going to try oh, is not going to work. The second thing, oh. like you're going to have to do 10, 15 things yes. before it starts to work. You might as well start that process yes. now that you guys found a, not a foundation, but you found like yeah. a, a stable spot. And, and I think the fear of that button, and this is what holds us back from that button, is that in order to push it, we need to find people like us. And we need to be able to provide value also in return. So like in order to find people like us, we need to offer a level of value in return. And I think for us, at least I can speak for me, is that I don't feel like we have enough to offer just yet for people like us. And what I mean by that is, you know, we need to catch fire in order for, you know, it's kind of like we want to add to the podcast, but, you know, like until we catch fire, anytime I have that conversation with people, it's like, well, why would I join you guys? I could just do it myself. Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, like, what do you do for me? 
Mm. What if you like, what are your credentials? And I think we're in this weird spot where like, it kind of goes back to remember originally I wanted to just build this community market. And then I had to realize that, wait a minute, I got to do something. I got to like, have something I got to have something. I think what we're learning is we have to be worth something to get others like like it, it's a weird thing but it's and, and it could be just us i mean I we can stay in, I, we I'm can a, stay dude, in I'm so confident it's just you i'm so well, we confident can, because well, here's the thing here's the yeah. thing you have something now and you sure. haven't cold you haven't cold asked somebody we haven't at, we haven't cold at I, I, think, I think you cold cold asked three people i bet you one of them says like yeah i want to sell 10 of my shirts here yeah you it's, know what i mean like like i think ha- i think you yeah. need to do it well we we and you're right and and we actually have that element of it um but it would more be about another family plug another family connection another you know where where you just don't know how real it is and we're already tapping into the same exact market part of the community you know, market. it's super weird like why why are we why uh, I, I, I don't know the show's running a little long yeah but yeah. I, I think we should you guys should talk about this this week and then we should talk about it next week for sure here's the thing i would like you're doing a thing and sure, okay, you're like, well, we're tapping the same more market, so maybe we can't start that. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? True, like, true, true. Why true. are you denying yourself? Like you have a customer, you sold a thing. Like the the mom test book, the whole point was like, sell the thing, you sold the thing. And it's like, okay, now that you sold the thing, sell the next thing. Like that was <laughs> like, like, okay, let's let's keep going yeah, until yeah, you yeah. figure out you have a thing because you had you found the warm market. You found it. And you're like, well, it's warm, so it's not good enough. What are you talking about? Like, you found it. It's good enough. Yeah, keep digging in. Keep digging in. And like, and it, you're not, as long as you're providing true value, right? Like, it'd be, look, it'd be one thing if you were trying to like sell some products that didn't do anything. You're selling like a real thing. You're selling spices. And that's a real thing. People take it home and they can make some food. Okay, well, so what are the other things that you want to sell? Well, the other things that you want to sell are businesses like you that are selling real value to real people. And then you yeah. want to build that community so that you can have like, so that you can push the movement, which is, hey, let's make real things and sell real things to real people to each yeah. other and lift each other up, right? True. So, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you got it. You got it. So like now, I mean, I, we always go to soaps and 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 landscaping. I don't know why, but yeah. like, but like, okay. So try to sell these same people landscaping services or soaps. Uh, you know, I don't know no, what it is, but right. like, push yeah. it. Yeah, it we just gotta like- see if it's there. I, I think I've I've answered four people in my mind, and that and that's the flaw. I've answered that's, four people. Yes, you're answering. You know, because because what I'm thinking is like, well, you know, I got like cousins who are making t-shirts and whatever and doing their thing, and I'm thinking like, well, you know, we're not go- like what what are we gonna bring to them right now? And I'm thinking in my head, like I'm answering for them, like, well, I'm I could just sell my t-shirts that I'm selling. Like, what do I need? And really what I, what the pitch needs to be is, yo, let's come together. Let's yes. do like, cause you getting in what it, what it does do is it helps us get closer to having that community market where it's not about what you're going to get right now. It's about you're getting on board with this community market that the more products we put together, the larger we grow, you know, as an overall brand and as an overall, you know, community market. And now Five years from now, we're re- we're reaping the benefits. Yes. You know, are you ready to build? And yes. we join forces forces now in order to build something great later. And that's the thought that I'm not 
And and if they don't want to be a part, they don't want to be a part. We move to the next person. Well, and it's hard to get. It's hard to hear no because this is this is like the yeah. true. You're, yeah, you yeah. you spent it. You spent the time, and you have the true idea now. So now you have to start asking for the true idea. And if people say no, you got your feelings are going to hurt. You know, this is a good. This is a good chat because you're right. It, it's it's time to because I've been answering for people. I've been mm-hmm. waiting for like, all right, let's get. Let, let's get our thing moving. Let's let's keep it, you know, let's keep our momentum going and then we'll be able to say, hey, come join us because look at us. But what I really need to be saying is come join this movement because look what it can be. Mm-hmm. And either you want to be down with this movement that could be something very big and special or you can continue being by yourself over there and you know stay at that level and miss this opportunity or come around later or whatever it is but whatever come is. come join us now to you know a fist is better than five fingers in in that type of mindset mm. yeah yeah wow so now you're right that maybe. that does maybe no, i might be wrong too so well you know no, let's you're make right. sure we think about that too well yeah. you're right in the sense of what we're about yeah. not so much of outcome not worrying about outcome but you're right in terms of what the whole purpose of everything is mm-hmm. and, 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 and the process that needs to be taken. Just like anything we've done since last June, it's all about the process and just doing it. And who cares about the results? All right. Yeah. Well, that, this, this, I guess, is the out, outro of the show. The, the the real meat of this show is is when Devin put the heat on burning. Yeah. <laughs> Can right, I so live, look, right? Yeah, right. So, look, let me run. I got to yeah. go to work. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. That's processblackandwhite.com, folks. Find us. Share it with a friend. Yep. <laughs>